Coming up next on the Dart Network Podcast, you'll hear our May 7th interview with Dave Abels, the president and CEO of Dart. Here's a preview. To the drivers and independent contractors, those guys, those gentlemen, those ladies are out there every single day in an unknown circumstance in unknown cities and states, truck stops they've never been in before and shippers they've never been in before. They are the true first line, first responders. They're out there on the front line and they're fighting the war and against the unknown and they've done it every day and I'm proud of them. And not only the dark driver, it's an independent contractor. Every single truck driver in this industry right now, hats off to you. Welcome back to the Dart Network Podcast. Hello again, everybody. I'm Greg Thompson. Thanks for connecting with us again. As you heard in the opening, Dart President and CEO Dave Abels will be our guest on this edition of the podcast. We recorded our interview with Dave on May 7th, and we covered a variety of topics of interest during our discussion. As you guys will hear, Dave offers valuable perspective for the folks on the road in the Dart Network fleet. In addition, what Dave will be sharing on this podcast will be of great interest for the entire team at Dart supporting the efforts of the independent contractors and company drivers. Now, folks, we can promise you this. You definitely want to hear what Dave has to say. For this interview with Dave, we caught up with him in his office in Egan through a Zoom audio connection. It's our pleasure right now to welcome in Dart President and CEO Dave Abels to the Dart Network Podcast. Dave, how are you doing today? Doing very good. How about yourself? I'm doing great, and we've got a lot to talk about. The last time folks heard you on the podcast was during our audio replay of the town hall that you had on April 22nd. So what's been happening since the virtual town hall? Can you give us an update generally and also on some of the feedback? Yeah, love to. A couple different things. On feedback from drivers and independent contractors, to be quite honest, and, and I'm not padding this, typically the feedback I get is pretty positive. You and I discussed offline. I'm a pretty transparent executive. I keep the team in the loop of what's going on on a daily basis. And many, many times it's good information. Some days it's things we're not doing well. I keep everybody in the loop on that. And I think that's how we affect change and how we turn negative into positive is by making sure everybody's aware of what the negative is and then how our course of action to get it to positive is. And then we report out on it. In general, I think the feedback from the drivers as an independent contractor has been very positive. I probably talked anywhere from three to five drivers and independent contractors on any given day. My phone rolls over from my office to my cell phone. So many, many times I talk to them at night and on the weekends. I don't know if everybody knows it, but my family still resides in Arkansas, although I'm up in Egan the majority of the time. So many, many times at night and on the weekends, I'm by myself in a hotel. So I have no problem with taking calls and talking to drivers and independent contractors any time of the day or night. Driver feedback's been very positive. They love what we're doing. Now, to the other side of the coin, with COVID-19, how did the month finish? Where are we going right now? I will tell you this, better than most, we weathered the first three or four weeks of COVID-19 because a lot of our shippers were associated with what would be involved in panic buying, right? Paper products, sanitizers, cleaning products, and those type of things. So probably the first three or four weeks, we weathered it most better than any other carrier. Now, I tell you that dramatically, there's been a change in the last two to three weeks. Things have dropped off. So I think a little bit of that panic in the entire United States had kind of subsided. The purchasing kind of leveled off. Now, 
The positive, this week, the first week of May, we've probably picked back up 50% of what we lost in the previous three weeks, and we're getting back towards where we were pre-COVID, and that's a good sign. Exactly, and that tracks pretty closely to what I've seen in industry reports, what we've seen on the news, and as states and businesses begin that process of opening up, that should open up freight opportunities for you guys as a carrier, and it should open up opportunities for owner-operators and drivers in the DART network. Yeah, I agree. And like I mentioned, we're already seeing in the last three days as Texas and Georgia and Florida and the Southeast corridor starts to open, we're shipping high volumes into those markets. The same logic will apply throughout the remainder of the country. Again, I mentioned I live in Arkansas. Arkansas did not have a shelter in place, although they did the majority of the things. Restaurants were closed, barbershops were closed, takeout only, those type of things. They're getting ready to open back up. I believe my wife said it's Monday. Here in Egan, Minnesota, we're going to be a week or so behind that in terms of the restaurants opening back up. But they've already let essential and non-essential office workers go back to work. I think you're going to see an uptick across the entire board. And it's not only the volume of freight that I think we're going to see increase, but the rates are going to come back, right? So obviously in a market when you've got too many trucks, not enough freight, the rates go down. So our independent contractors, many of those that are in our fleet that books their own freight, have seen a dramatic drop off in rates. I think they're going to see that turnaround. We've seen an uptick in rates this week on the broker side of things. It's all good. The nation needed to do what we did, right? We needed to protect our citizens. But at the same time, I think we're getting to a point where in most areas of the country, it's time to reopen. It's time to re-engage. Many, many people, as you know, and I don't know the specific number, but let's call it 30 million people that had signed up for unemployment. Those people need an opportunity to get back to work where they can. And I think in general, it's just going to be better for everyone. Now, the government's going to have to pay attention to it, no different than us here at the DART Network. We're bringing back in 50% of our staff on Monday. What we're going to do is we're going to run with 50% of the staff for two weeks. We've got all kinds of systems in place to make sure people are protected from checking their temperatures at the front door, handing out masks and gloves at the front door. We've got hand sanitizer and desk cleaner in every workstation area. But we're going to have to manage that, right? We're going to have to see what happens in the first couple of weeks before we bring other folks back. And something I'd like to say along those lines, and I mentioned this today in my morning note, What's really critical, too, is what we do outside of the office, right? It's not that you're going to catch COVID by coming to work. It's more that someone's going to bring that in, and how did they get that, and where does that contact tracing go to? So I would say you're more apt to get it in a highly populated grocery store where there's hundreds of people you don't know than when you're with your extended family at work and we're all taking care of each other. Yes, and that's a great point. And one of the things that that made me think of is that the drivers and contractors in the DART network have had to practice social distancing. They've had to do certain things out there. So I would think that the drivers and contractors in your network are going to be at an advantage as we find this new normal, whatever that is. I know in talking to a couple of your drivers, some of the customers are really taking a lot of steps, which is great to make sure that everybody is in good health as they enter a facility. Is there anything additional that you're sharing with drivers and contractors working with customers, particularly those customers I'm thinking that are coming back online? Well, I'll tell you, one of the things that we had struggled with a bit was coming up with the proper number of PPE to provide to our own people. 
Now that's kind of broke free. I got a thousand masks today in a shipment, but we had struggled to get some of those things. So in terms of shippers, a lot of our shippers already have protocols similar to what we have, where they're making sure that drivers are only in certain areas. Sometimes they're not having to sign the bill lading because they don't want a hand-to-hand exchange. Other places have special restrooms set up. Some places are great. They're giving out meals to the drivers. Some not so much. Those coming back online, it will be to be determined what happens. We've got some of our clothing shippers. Obviously, their business has been down for the last six to eight weeks. They're starting to ship again today, tomorrow, the beginning of next week. We'll have to play some of that by ear. But what we tell our drivers and independent contractors is never put yourself in harm's way. And that would really apply outside of COVID too. You know, if you get to a customer and things appear to be unsafe, you don't have to deliver. You don't have to pick up. You are the captain of your own ship. If we had a driver that got to a facility and he didn't feel safe, I would have no problem with that driver walking out of the facility, calling dispatch and saying, hey, guys, something doesn't seem right here. I need to step away. Now, that said, I think most of our shippers are doing an awesome job. And I told you, I talked to three to five drivers. They haven't taken any complaints, right? I don't think it would be an issue where someone would have to walk away. But at the same time, I'm empowering our fleet to be the captain of their own ship. And if they had to do that, do that. We've now got our PPE back in stock at our locations. So drivers and independent contractors are more than welcome to come in and get masks, get gloves. We're still struggling a little bit on hand sanitizer, but we are working heavily to get some more of that. But just be careful. I said this today to the team about coming back into the office. Bottom line is, if you're sick, don't come in, right? So the same logic applies anywhere. If you don't feel good, don't go into a shipper. And as much as it's important, product picks up and delivers on time, there's nothing more important than our drivers and our independent contractors and their well-being. Communication is the key. If you get to a place you feel unsafe, give us a call. We'll see what we can do. Again, get into our facilities and get your PPE picked up. We are back in stock at most locations, and we'd love to help you out. I did tell a few drivers, and I'd stand by this, if you're in an area where you don't have PPE available at one of our facilities and you got to pick it up on your own, send me the bill and I'll take care of that person. Dave, as you talked about this, you mentioned the word safety. COVID-19 and dealing with it is really just an extension of how DART treats safety. Just do the right and smart thing. Right, I agree. So as we look at things, there seems to be some optimism in the air. We're trying to get back to what will be a new normal. And as you look ahead to June and July, what do you think that the folks in the DART network, the drivers and contractors can expect? Well, and again, I don't have a crystal ball, but my gut after doing this 25 years, and I've never seen a pandemic, I've never seen like COVID-19, I've lived through a lot of hurricanes, a lot of floods, a lot of tornado disasters. I've watched how things come out, and I pay a lot of attention to different publications. I've been on a freight wave seminar for the last three days. I believe we all feel that it's going to be a strong economic recovery. I think it'll be a little slower than what per se it might be if you had a hurricane and then there's an immediate response because many states are opening 25%, 50%, 75%. Some states, restaurants will be 25% full, but that's still some food we weren't selling the week before. That's still some napkins we weren't selling the week before, but not back to pre-COVID numbers, right? So you're going to see a strong recovery. You're going to see companies have to adapt. I mentioned we're bringing people back next week and we're going to measure it for two weeks and we're going to see how that goes. And we're going to watch the government statistics and take guidance from the CDC over the next few months. Will you be temperature checked when you come in the front door? 
Could be, but I'm not sure because I don't know what this virus will bring over the next few months. But I will tell you this, if it is in a situation where it needs to be, then that's what we're going to do at the Dart Network. In fact, Monday morning, when the employees come back, I'm going to be the guy out there on the front line. I'm going to be the guy doing the RF temperature checks on everybody and handing out PPE. And that's how important it is to me. The team knows when they come in, we're here for your safety. We believe in what we're doing to the level of the CEO standing out front, taking your temperature and handing your mask and gloves and explaining to you what to do each day. You mentioned earlier you've been in the industry for 25 years and you've never seen anything like COVID-19. I don't think anybody's seen anything like COVID-19. I'd like to spend a moment to talk to you about your appreciation for what the owner operators and company drivers in the DART network have done during the COVID-19 national emergency. And I'd also like to ask you about how everybody in the DART fleet can help you in the coming weeks. I know through the town hall meeting, you touched on it a bit, but I wanted to give you this opportunity, this platform to really address this because your folks, both out on the road and behind the scenes have really come through during this time of a national emergency. Yeah, they've done an awesome job. And I think what is most impressive, and again, I'm not going to take away from what we've done in the office. We've got people that immediately were able to go work from home. Our IT department did a great job. Nobody could have foreseen a pandemic coming. So we took and went from zero people working out of their homes to 212 people working out of their homes inside of five days. Now that's unbelievable, right? And I know that when we bring people back, we've got some people that are concerned about coming back to work now. Fast forward to the drivers and independent contractors. Those guys, those gentlemen, those ladies are out there every single day in an unknown circumstance in unknown cities and states, truck stops they've never been in before and shippers they've never been in before. They are the true first line, first responder. And they are putting themselves in harm way every day. So what they did for the nation, not only DART drivers and independent contractors, every company, every driver and independent contractors throughout this industry has done a good job. It's amazing to me. Our working percentage or active percentage, that's a percentage of the overall fleet that works every day has not dropped during this entire pandemic. In fact, yesterday was our second best day of the year. And that's amazing, right? So you've got some people, not just at the Dart Network, anywhere that don't want to come out of the house right now and are afraid to do anything because they could potentially catch this. And then you've got the drivers and independent contractors who are in, as I described, unknown situations every single day in various cities throughout this country. Some of them hot spots, some of them not so much, but they are doing that much like a war hero. They're out there on the front line and they're fighting the war against the unknown and they've done it every day and I'm proud of them. And not only the dart drivers and independent contractors, every single truck driver in this industry right now, hats off to you. And I'm proud to be a part of the industry and to work with them. You bring up a great point because this has been a shining moment for the industry. It's pointed out the essentiality of trucking. We've seen a lot of awareness efforts come about, but it has not driven home to the country until you see those empty shelves. What was going to come in behind the panic buying to fill the shelves? Truck drivers are the difference between the shelves being filled and the shelves being empty. Well, I think that's when you started to see the recognition of the trucking industry, the recognition of drivers and owner operators. Again, as you said, your folks stepped up in a big way to make that happen. And that's just got to make you extremely proud. Yeah, and you know something I didn't mention, and this is a very, very critical component of this. 
You know, I described hurricanes earlier. Typically, trucking companies help out in a hurricane. They bring in raw materials. They bring in ice. They bring in water. Typically, those rates are a higher rate. I'm going to tell you this. COVID-19, the rates have dropped through the basement. And these drivers are still fighting, right? These drivers and independent contractors are still bringing in the freight. They're working at higher active percentages than they ever have before. That's selflessness and that's rallying around the United States of America and our truck drivers. I'm proud of them for doing that. They're hauling for less money per mile. They're going into harm's way into an unknown situation and they continue to do it for the cause of the United States. And that kind of leads us into the next part that I wanted to bring up. You've talked a little bit about utilization and active rates. We're looking at freight opportunities. You look at what's happening out of the COVID thing, sounds like you guys have built a lot of teamwork, a lot of momentum. So that's got to excite you as you move forward and look at the efforts to return to that status that you want as the best in class. What you've seen so far has got to really give you encouragement and excitement about what's ahead. Yeah, I believe, and I've believed this my whole career, that you need to be best in class at what you do. I came into this organization, storied organization, been in business since the 1930s, and they weren't doing bad, right? But we had some imperfections. We had some flaws. Over the last five months, our drivers, our independent contractors, our office staff have made a dramatic improvement in our performance and our communication and everything we do. That turns into increased utilization, increased in customer service. A quick example of that would be Home Depot. Very, very important customer to me, to our organization, to the nation as a whole right now. We came in here in December. We were ranked, I believe, number 58 on their scorecard. Right now, we're number 11 overall in their entire network year to date. That's a dramatic improvement. And I've been doing this, like I said, a long time. Never turned anything around that quick. And we turned it around very quick. I'm going to talk about probably February. We had the service kind of lined out. Now, we're still not perfect. We're not number one yet, but we're going to be. So we provide a service to our shippers, to our end customers, that we believe is better than the rest. And in doing that, they should pay us a fair rate. I don't ask for an exorbitant rate. I don't need an expedited rate for a load that's not expedited. I just need a fair market value so that I can turn around, give that to my independent contractors, give that to my drivers so that they want to perform. We do a lot of verbal discussions with drivers talking about the importance of picking up and delivering on time. We do a lot of counseling with independent contractors about the importance of taking loads versus refusing loads. You know, I profess to be a bit of an expert in terms of rates, head hauls and back hauls, and they carry different rates. You go a head haul rates higher than a back haul rate. Now, we've got some independent contractors out there that book their own freight that may not have a great understanding of that yet. So they perceive a rate to be a great rate, not understanding that the reason that rate was high was you're going into a market where you're going to come out for a buck. Right. So we're doing a good job of trying to educate those independent contractors as well. And that's helped us with our service. Used to be they'd sit back and wait and wait and wait and wait till this perfect load came at a high rate. Well, during that wait and wait and wait, we might have missed three loads and failed on three customers. That's not good. Guess what? Now they take that load. We don't fail that customer. And over the period of that five or seven days, they end up making more money than they ever would have made by waiting and waiting and waiting for that one big dollar load. So we're doing multiple things. We're doing an educational thing with our independent contractors and drivers. Same thing with my internal staff. We're talking to the staff about the importance of 
how to sell a load to the driver, how to get him to understand the importance. And if there's a day where I've got to have a driver take a load that doesn't pay what he would normally like or the length of haul that he would normally like or the utilization per day he would normally like, we're going to back that up with a load that will make up for that over that two or three day period. Those are things that maybe didn't happen as much in the past as they do now. And that's what sets us apart. We're a driver-based, independent contractor-based company. We are nothing without our drivers and independent contractors and our office workers. We're in this together, and I think we're doing a great job. The feedback I get is very good. Our driver turnover right now is at probably a five-year low. And again, a little bit of that's probably COVID-related, but I want to take some credit for my team. Team downstairs has done an awesome job of re-engaging with the drivers. Our fleet managers spend time on the phone as much as they can with the drivers. We've now got phone apps that go to them when they get a pre-plan. They'll get a text message. So if they're not in the truck, they know. Again, what's that do? That gets you to pick up your load faster, which gets you better utilization, which makes you more money. All these things we're doing right now are a positive, and we couldn't do it without our office workers, without our mechanics, without our safety folks, and our drivers and independent contractors. I might be a visionary, and I might be pretty good at communicating, but I don't perform the actual act of booking the load or dispatching the load. My team does, so they really get the credit for that. What I hear you saying is it's about seeing the big picture. It's about seeing the long run, and it's about communicating and continuing to communicate and continuing to be able to change and to know that you might have a bad day, you might have an off week, you might have a month that's not great, but if you stick with the plan, if you stick with what's happening, if you provide feedback, you're gonna have a good year, you're gonna be in a place where it can be a home for you and you can continue to grow. Right, I agree 100%. And again, over the years, not many companies like this where you get the opportunity at any point, call a CEO, come in and sit down and talk with them and tell them what's going on. And I listen, we've made changes and we'll continue to make changes based off that feedback from whether it be an office person or mechanic or an independent contractor or a company driver. We welcome that feedback. We're in this together. Again, I've got a pretty good vision, been doing this a long time, know how to forecast the future, but I'm only as good as my team and my team is that. It's everybody, it's mechanics, it's office, it's drivers, it's independent contractors, it's billers, it's accountants, it's the entire team and I couldn't do it without them. I want to ask you this question. You mentioned earlier you're getting calls from owner-operators and company drivers. I know that you enjoy those. What is your favorite part of talking with the folks in your fleet, talking with professional drivers? Some of it's just the general conversation, right? So not 10 minutes before I got on with you, I was talking to one of our independent contractors who was in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And I spent probably three years of my life going back and forth between Salt Lake City and Greenville, Ohio. So I spent a lot of time in Cheyenne, Wyoming. So we were just kind of BSing a little bit about, you know, hey, is this still there in Cheyenne? And what about that? Just the general discussions. It doesn't always have to be about what can we do for you or what can you do for me or house freight? He goes, look, I just want to hear what's going on from the president. I'd like to hear it in your words and morphed into a conversation like we knew each other for years. I think some of those things interest me the most to learn a little bit about people and learn a little bit about their lives. For me to tell you that I can get you more miles, I can get you more money. Well, maybe that's not what some people need for their life. Right? Maybe what somebody needs is to get home for his son's football game on Friday night because he's got a potential to go Division One next year. So it's not always about the mile. It's not always about the money. It's about understanding who our drivers and independent contractors are 
and then trying to figure out, do we have a job that fits what that need is? So if that guy needs to be home every Friday night, then I definitely don't want him on a three-week out-over-the-road program. I want to put him on an Ohio-type short haul. Just learning a little bit about our drivers and independent contractors really helps me. And again, I don't make the changes for them, but I do go down and give feedback to the team that I talk to this driver and here's what he needs. Why don't we do this with you know, that kind of stuff? Well, and one of the things that we need to remind people about is that you drove for a period of time, you have a CDL, so it's really kind of bringing you back to your roots in a way. Yeah. You know, it's funny because sometimes I'll say that and people tell me that, you know, well, yeah, it's been 20 years. I'd still tell you right now, I could go out and get in one of those trucks and back it into any spot out there because I was pretty good at it and I loved it. It's been a long time since I did it, but I do understand it. I have compassion for those that do it because it's a tough life. You're by yourself for days or weeks at a time and trouble going on at home and you're not there to fix it. I go home every couple weeks, every three weeks. I see my wife and kids. You know, we try to talk every night, but it's a little bit of a transient life. And I have some compassion for the drivers. Dave, don't you think that that is really the key to building that community, building that teamwork, getting everybody to row the boat in the same direction is to have empathy, to have the compassion, to have that understanding throughout your organization for those folks who are out on the road for you guys. Yep, I do. One of the things, and I'll say this here on the podcast, because maybe uh, we'll get some drivers will hear it but I'm looking to take a trip with the driver thought about doing it a couple weeks ago on the way home because I struggled to get flights lately to Northwest Arkansas so I drove a few times this week I ended up flying again and it actually took me longer than driving because there's not very many flights and there was a delay and I missed the flight but I'm planning on taking a trip from here down to Northwest Arkansas with the driver and then grabbing a trip back and if I can't find that route that works well for us, then we'll find some other route. But I want to go out there and I want to experience again what's happening right now in COVID-19 when the guy goes to the truck stop. Are they treating him well? And when they go to the shipper, do they make him use a portable john outside or is he still allowed to come in the building? And I want to see that firsthand. I'm looking forward to that. And maybe one of these drivers that hears this on a podcast, it's running a line that goes through an area that would be good. Reach out to me. I'll take a trip with you. Now, Dave, one of the things that you talked about during the town hall and it's been obvious throughout the time you've been with dark you've had to make some changes and during the town hall you talked about sirius xm and epic view can you give us an update on what's happening with sirius xm and epic view since the town hall yeah when we entered into this contract we had about 2,000 trucks and we were paying so i'm still paying for 2,000 units even though today i've got 1,400 seated so we had originally tried to negotiate where we could turn off just the units that were inactive. I think Doug's still in the process of that to a certain extent. That might be on the serious side of things. And then on the Epic View, which is satellite TV, they're not willing to let us out of that agreement, much like your cable TV provider, right? You sign up for X amount of years and then you got it. And again, I want everybody to understand, I'm not trying to take driver amenities away. We want our drivers and independent contractors to be as comfortable as possible. But at the end of the day, if I'm paying for six or 700 units we're not using, I'd be better off to get out of the entire contract and have the individual driver independent contractor pay for those things individually on their own. It would be at a much less cost, even if I were to credit them back, than for me to pay for six or 700 units that I'm not using. 
we're working through those things right now to try to get it figured out. We know that the Sirius XM is a value to most drivers. I think probably the satellite TV, not as much as the Sirius. I know I listen to it myself when I drive, but we're definitely working towards trying to make that to where we can have it for the drivers and independent contractors. And it wasn't anything punitive we were doing to our fleet. It was truly some negotiation issues we have with the vendors. We wanted them to be fair. We're in never before seen pandemic right now, and we need people to work with us like we work with others. I've had multiple shippers come to me during the past six weeks and ask for rate reductions, volume drop-offs, fuel surcharge changes, and all those things. So there's a day where Dave has to go to SiriusXM and ask for a break, and it's not even a break that I want out of. It's just only let me pay for what I'm using, and we're struggling to get them to work with me. That's what I would tell you about that. Dave, as we wrap things up, I want to take this opportunity to thank you for your time and everything that you and your team are doing right now to support the Dart Network fleet. Is there anything else that you'd like to cover or any final thoughts that you'd like to share with us? You know, Dart Transit's a great company, been in business since 1934. I'm proud to be the president and CEO of the organization. Took me 25 years of working from the bottom up to get into this role. I've got a good, strong vision for the future of the company. We're going to perform. We're going to be there for the long haul. I plan on finishing out the last 14 years of my career here. I want all of our drivers and independent contractors to know, and I've said this throughout the entire podcast, you're welcome to call me. Give me positive feedback. Give me constructive feedback. And if there's a problem you have, let's work through it. I know you've got a home and a place that we want you to be here. So when there's changes that are made, like a satellite radio going away, don't get frustrated and leave because of it. Call, let's understand it. We'll walk through it. And then as businessmen and businesswomen yourselves, you'll understand it. Open door policy here at the Dart Network. We love every one of you and we appreciate everything you do. Look forward to talking to you guys again on the podcast. That's Dart President and CEO Dave Abels with his final thoughts on this edition of the Dart Network podcast. We would like to thank Dave for his time and perspective and we are looking forward to Dave's next visit on the podcast. Now folks, before we go, we would like to take this opportunity to invite you to share your feedback with us. If there's a topic that you'd like to hear us cover or you have an idea for a podcast, please let us know. Getting a note to us has never been easier. You can just use the feedback section at the bottom of the podcast player on the app to send us a note. Now, when you go to the bottom section of the podcast player, you'll see a link to an email in the feedback section. Or if you'd like, you can just send us an email to info at podwheelsnetwork.com. That's info at podwheelsnetwork.com. Now, folks, we have one last reminder for you. As the country deals with the COVID-19 national emergency, please remember to follow the recommended steps that will help you stay healthy and safe out on the road as you do the vital work of keeping the American supply chain moving.